Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. John, how's it going? Man, it is, uh, it's going. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a rough couple days here. Right. And, you know, we, we lost a good friend here uh, yesterday, and, and, you know, we'll get into talking about that in a minute. I, this has a, been a, a, a joyful celebration of a man who lived his life very well that's gone home to the Father, but uh, as always with people that have impacted your life and, mm-hmm. and uh, been amazing men, you know, they leave a, leave a hole and a gap, you know, there for you when, in their passing. So there's a lot of people here in Memphis and around this uh, country that are mourning the loss of our friend Bill Platten. And we're going to get into that in just a second. I just I want to remind everybody as we start the show, as we have the last couple of weeks, um, that we are going to be joining towards Exodus 90, something that uh, will hopefully allow us to uh, find freedom from a lot of our indulgences and a lot of things in our lives that may be taking up more room than they should and keeping mm-hmm. us from Christ. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of times as a man, I know I need a reset, and I'm looking forward to this January the fourth start date with you and. Uh, all the other men that have signed up on the wait list at exodus90.com slash John Edwards, you can go there and sign up. I know this would be something that Bill would smile at, you know, knowing that something to help men um, get their priorities in the right place and, and grow closer to Christ. That was something that was always important to him. I also want to remind everybody that we're a week away now, or actually tomorrow is is Giving Tuesday. It'll be December the 1st. Um, so we've been working towards this patron goal, and we picked up more and more. Uh, but we're not near our goal yet. We're not all the way there. We want to hit that. And if you remember that, our goal was going to be to have 100 patrons uh, strictly so that we could continue to keep bringing um, just information and shows and other opportunities for people to meet Christ through what we're doing at Pew Ministries. Uh, some of those are building the Messy Catholic out with Deacon Jeff and getting all the things in place that we need to do that, uh, securing office space so that we can grow as we need to with Pew Ministries. Um, also, you know, we acquired the... Uh, story that was filmed of mine a couple of years ago that needs to be put together and put out there as a piece for the ministry and that you know there's an uh, a cost to that as well um, and then here recently I just got back from a trip with meeting with a friend and we're going to come out with an amazing program next year that's going to help a lot of men um, move towards virtue what we've done with this show since the beginning is try to help men find that so of course all of those things cost money and mm-hmm. and uh, so with your support and those people that have been generous and support us from the beginning Um, we're going to be able to do that. So the closer we get, the sooner we can make those things come to fruition. So it's an awesome opportunity for you to not only give and help support the mission of of evangelization that we have here, but also you're going to get great stuff. You're going to get the, all the items that you've seen before, the mug, the, the, um, the metal koozie, the shirts, the hats, all of that stuff. You're going to get the extra content tomorrow. I'm actually interviewing Jason Everett. That's going to have a live main interview. Oh, nice. And then we're going to have an extra, you know, piece for the patrons that only the patrons are going to see. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get pieces of those interviews that we're going to be doing, and we're going to be doing a lot of them in the next couple of months, that comes with being a patron. But the most important part is it allows you to find a quick way to get into evangelizing men. You know, we don't always have to do it by ourselves. Victor, you and I, and Deacon Jeff, and the rest of the team here at Pew Ministries, we're, we're doing things that are going to make a big impact in the life of a lot of men. And so if you're looking for a way to do that and you hadn't figured it out how God wants you to yet, 
then you can contribute to what we're doing here and know that this is your show, this is your ministry, and your way of engaging men and helping those people in your life um, find Christ. So it's an easy way to get into doing that. You can go to Pew Ministries. Um, you can go to justagotonthepew.com and select Donate there, support the show, and get involved there. You can pick your level of support, $5 up to whatever, and you'll get to enjoy all the things we talked about and help us uh, reach our goals and, and continue to evangelize men there too. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. It sounds like you're going to be a good time and good things to come. Yeah, so. I hope so. And I can't wait to release some of the stuff that we've been planning on uh, for next year. And we'll talk about it, you know, a little bit in December. But, you know, today it's just, like I said, we mentioned at the beginning of the show here a few minutes ago that we lost a friend, mm-hmm. um, Bill Platten. And I was in Atlanta working with uh, one of the board members uh, for Pew Ministries, Ryan Foley, over there over the weekend, went to visit him and, and did some work for Virtual Catholic Conference. And then of course, just this visioning out of what the next level and the next steps are going to be for just a guy in the pew, in particular, mm-hmm. um, that that aspect of pew ministries. But you know, on the way back, you know, Bill had been in the hospital for several weeks now. Um, Bill Platten had had, con- had contracted COVID. Um, not really. I don't remember how exactly. I think they were somewhere around some people that obviously had it. But um, he went into the ICU a few weeks ago uh, and struggled there with. Uh, pneumonia, clots in the lungs, a lot of things have happened over the last couple of days. But, you know, one day was good, one day was bad, optimistic, and then some days alarming. And uh, it looked like he was going to trend towards, you know, at least having a shot at recovering. And uh, I got an email that sort of elicited that yesterday on the way home from Atlanta and um, went over to my in-laws to get my, my daughters. My wife had gone to her study, her women's study group. And so I was going over there to pick them up. And uh, spent some time there with my in-laws that were friends with Bill mm-hmm. and knew him and we prayed for him and then before I got home the 15 minute drive to my house there was another email that came in that said he had passed mm. and uh, you know I was crushed a lot of people yeah. are um, you know if you're familiar with the show you know that a lot of this started off for me when I spoke here locally at Men's Morning of Spirituality mm-hmm. it's an event that you know we've held in the Diocese of Memphis here for like 16 years and um, there was a man named Dave Kevin that started the Fishers of Men with a bunch of guys here locally and Bill Platten sort of took over for him when David uh, when Dave was transferred over to Atlanta for his job, and uh, Bill has just been a pillar in this community. You know, he's been a guy that that you know he does so many things. Like uh, Bill would probably be embarrassed and wouldn't want me to name all the things that he's done, but if I were to, it, it would take 15 minutes to list sure, yeah. everything he's done here. I mean, not just for men, but for Room at the Inn and for the homeless, and just he had such a caring heart. And I, you know, I was thinking about what show I was going to do today, and there wasn't a way I could just come in and do another show, you know, and just talk about something completely different and ignore this. So I just really felt led by the Spirit to to, to speak about Bill mm-hmm. in a way that would honor him and, and his family and just what he's done here. And, you know, last night when we found out there was a deacon here locally that uh, organized a rosary that was really good friends with Bill, and, you know, in an hour's time there were 75 people that showed up, 75 or 80 people that were on that rosary. And just men and women, husbands and wives, you know, there was a lady with a child that was praying the rosary, just this beautiful sign of, of the impact that Bill had made and the love that people felt for him. Uh, it was very hard to get through, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people that were on there I'm very close with, and I knew how, as bad as this hurts me, there's some that were closer that it's really devastated and have walked with them a lot longer than, you know, I had the, the, the benefit of, you know, because of the time mm-hmm. in this, the, the time and when they knew him. But, um, you know, it just made me think, and Bill wouldn't want us to be sad, and it's going to be hard for me not to be here, but 
you know, Bill is Bill's up in heaven. And, you know, he, one of his last texts that he sent to uh, Dave, the guy that started Fisher's Men that I talked about, um, you know, he told him that he would be in the communion of saints, you know, that mm-hmm. he would see him in the Eucharist. And that's the kind of guy Bill was, you know, even up towards the last week before they put him on the ventilator. Um, and he was struggling to breathe and, and, and really having difficulty there. He was praying with the nurses, you know, and he wasn't praying for himself. You know, he wasn't praying to, I'm sure they were, there was some, some right. heal me sure. in there, but the purpose of Bill's prayer was praying for those that are around him. And protecting and praying. them. Yeah. yeah, Bill was always a guy that was, how can I pray for you, yeah. right, no matter what his situation was. And so I'm sure that was going on yesterday as well. But as I thought about all this, you know, it really made me look over what we've been doing here in this ministry and what our goal's always been. And, you know, I was with Ryan this weekend, and that's what he does very well. He kind of visions out where an apostolate has been, where it's going, and just where the focus of it is. And, you know, I've just been trying to do this every day with however God calls me to do it. You know that. We both mm-hmm. do. And and just try to figure out where he's leading us and follow it as best as we can. Um, but one thing Ryan and I talked about is what this ministry has done for so long um, – unbeknownst to us or, or known to us either way is try to move men of goodwill into becoming these virtuous men. Right. Um, these men that are great disciples and that live for the Lord. Um, and what I mean by that is, is, you know, there's a lot of good men in this world, guys that are going to work and showing up and, and providing for their families and they're decent and they're good. And they, they treat people with respect. And, um, and that, those are good things. You know, those are what we're called to do, but we're also called to go further than that. And, you know, you see it a lot where guys are, we're, we're doing the things that we, that make us good people, right? Like that, that no one would say a bad word about you, but yet there's so much more that God calls us to, you know, a lot of times as men, I think we settle, you know, we say, well, you know, I'm living a good life and I'm, and I'm being nice to people and I'm, I'm donating to church and I'm going every once in a while. We've talked about it, the checking the box stuff mm-hmm. and you're living a decent life. You're not hurting anybody. Um, you know, you're just trying to be that good guy, but Christ didn't call us just to just be good people. He called us to be great people, to be great disciples, to live out the teachings that he's given us in a way that impacts life all over the place, right? That, 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 some that we'll never know. It's like throwing a pebble in a lake and then you see the ripples go off in the distance and you don't know what's been changed on the way or on the other side. And so many of us as men, we just settle at that point of good. And there's a lot of good men in this world, but this church needs great men right now, Mm -hmm. right? It needs great men. It needs men that are standing up and, and living for the things that Christ has called us to. And Bill was one of those guys, you know, he didn't settle for just being good. Um, he didn't allow that to be enough. You know, he knew that God had put a call on his heart and he did whatever he could to to do that. Um, you know, Bill was an executive for for Kroger. You know, he was a guy that that worked in that industry for a long time. And Bill was a, you know, one of his gifts would have been administration. Instruction and leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a CEO kind of mm-hmm. guy. And But, you know, as busy as Bill always was, one of the things that I admired about him was that he always had time for people. He was busy, but he allowed for interruptions, mm-hmm. right? Like, he was so attuned to the spirit and the people that God put in front of him. And he cared for each and every one of them. Like whether it was his wife, Renee and him driving people, homeless people from all over the city to room at the inn and caring for them, whether it was, you know, a guy that was struggling in, in fishers of men that he would take an extra time for, you know, a guy like me that was scared to death to get on a stage in front of a thousand people. And he spent days on end trying to make me comfortable and trying to talk me through everything. And, and being also being stern though, that's the thing mm-hmm. I liked about Bill is, Bill would love you so much that 
he he wouldn't let you be less than he knew you could be, right? Like there was moments where um, he could have just let things go in that presentation I gave that day, but he mm-hmm. kept pushing and he kept striving. And no, you can cut another minute off, and you can do this, and you can you can you can accentuate here and. And he would also chastise you when you were in the wrong, right? Because Bill loved you so hard and so much that he he didn't he would he put sharing the truth with you over losing your friendship, mm-hmm. right? Like it was more important that he that he was honest and open and true to who he thought God was calling him to be and calling you into who you thought you could be. And those are the type of men that we're called to be, right? Like we're called to be virtuous men. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like I said, we get stuck in that place where we're just okay with being mediocre, with being average, with being good. But God made us to be great, right? It's like that quote that from St. Benedict that we've got on our t-shirts and on our email and stuff. It's, you know, the world, you know, offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. You know, it's this calling out and it's men like Bill that show us that we don't have to settle. Right? And I remember all the time, Bill would say, there's nothing special about me other than I care. Mm-hmm. That's what he used to tell you to me is I care and I want people to know I care. And that was the difference is that, you know, a lot of times we think we've, well, well, you know, these certain people have this gifting and they're the only ones that can serve the Lord in this, you know, glorious and, and amazing way, whether you just idolize speakers or, you know, people that write great books or whatever. But there's the everyday guy like Bill Platten that would tell you he was ordinary, but he wasn't ordinary by living as an ordinary in an ordinary way, he made everything extraordinary. I mean, that's why he impacted so many people in the way that he did. Was just that he wanted you to go to heaven. I, I know he used to carry around pockets full of Benedictine medals that he would give uh, people, like mm. everybody he met. You know, looking over Facebook, I was amazed all the time at people in our diocese that. I knew, but I I just didn't think he had any connection to like young women from Holy Rosary. And the next thing you know, he's going with them to chaperone them on some sort of trip overseas or something. And it, like, I've seen that over the last 24 hours, just people pouring out their support for him and the impact he's had. And a lot of times, like I said, we just, we can get to the point where we think, well, that's just for certain people, right? Mm-hmm. Like John Edwards has a stage. So he was born to do that. And he's, you know, if you don't have those gifts or those abilities or whatever, then then I can't do anything. But it's people like Bill that just every day said, no, I'm a beloved son of God. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to live his teachings and what he's asked me to do to the fullest. And I'm going to change thousands of lives. Right. We don't Bill didn't need a podcast. Bill didn't need a stage. Bill didn't need a radio show or, or a book or something else. He just lived it every single day. He didn't he didn't have a pulpit or an ambo to speak from. But he preached it by the way he lived his life each and every day. And and it's just such an amazing witness to the mm-hmm. power of a man who, when they make the desire and the decision to change their lives, to their life, and to live for others, right? Like, I'm going to care more about you than I care about myself. And if you look back at all of our shows and you scroll up and down the podcast and these one-word titles, you can find... So many of them that Bill probably would tell you he would struggle with, but I know in my heart he could check off as things that he had mastered, as things that that he had uh, been gifted to be able to get through, and that he was able to pass on and teach others how to get to that same part. And it's just a tremendous loss for everybody here in in yeah. in, uh, in Memphis, but it's a tremendous gain for heaven because we have you know quite the warrior up there praying for us and looking out for us, and you know. Um, I'm not in the business and I don't have the, the privilege or the rights to canonize somebody, but 
I would say that you know he's pretty close to a saint. He's a guy that I'm pretty sure was on the express elevator up to heaven when he passed. Well, he he had this ability of this endless energy to be everywhere, to do things, and to volunteer as much as he could. And the reason why he was able to do that is because he got his sustenance from the the Holy Spirit, but also directly from the Eucharist. Right. I mean, he was all the time, as far as I know, in front of the Eucharist when he he was able to do so. Um, and because of that, he had that boundless energy to make the world better around him, to change the lives of men and women around him. And, and that is what a saint is. That's what a saint does. Yeah. Make the world a better place. And, and for a lot of us who probably, like, like you were saying earlier, kind of go through this emotion of checking the boxes, yes, we can do, we can act out being a good guy, a good person, a good woman, but it's exhausting. Because we're doing it out of our own energy and not asking assistance and help from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit. And that's the difference that Bill had. He knew the wisdom didn't come from him, it came from the Spirit. And he was able to teach and instruct as many people as he could to let them know that he was there to care for them, pray for them, and help them out. No, you're exactly right. And, and, you know, a good example of that is, is, you know, Bill, he used to pray with me a lot, you know, whenever we were together. And... uh, I remember there was times where he would just he would pray about something. He'd say, "Lord, we want more. We want more. Lord, give us more." And I'd kind of pop my other eye open. And I'm like, "Man, I don't know what you're talking about. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've had a rough couple of weeks, you know, or whatever. I'm in desolation. I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore." But Bill would always pray that, right? Like no matter where he was in life, Lord, I want more. Give us more. Give us more opportunity. You know, this is a guy that just one day would call up a friend and say, "Let's go down to the med and let's play rosaries for the families in the med." And then that wasn't enough, right? Then he said, well, why don't we go in the mat and see if we can pray with him? I mean, it was never enough for Bill. Like, he always wanted, how can I do more? How can I serve more? And that's where virtue flows, right? It, like, mm-hmm. I heard a priest this weekend, and it's just amazing how just the direction of what we're going to do with just a guy in the pew is, is to take men of goodwill and really help them move into these virtuous men like Bill Platton. Like, I want the world to be full of Bill Platton's. Right, guys that are just living the faith and on fire for it and aren't looking for recognition, but just doing it because they love the Lord. And I'm so excited for this. And so this weekend, you know, for him to have passed on on the feast of Christ the King, and then for for me to be away doing what I was doing with this ministry to to try to go in the direction that I now see is in the direction of people like Bill Platten, right? How do I help men, the everyday average guy, become another Bill Platten in the world? But this priest on Sunday he was given a homily and he said charity he said charity is the mother of all virtue it's mm. where it all comes from and you know when i look back over bill's life i think about the different virtues and you know there's millions of virtues out there but like bill was kind he was obedient he was patient he was humble he was loving you know there's so many you could name off but it all flowed from that charity right like that he, that desire that that love he had for god that he allowed to be poured out through him mm-hmm. right and he was Secure in who he was. Everything we talk about on this podcast, right? Not not caring what you're going to lose. Not caring what people are going to say about you. Rejecting the lies of the world, the flesh, and the devil. That's what Bill lived. And he lived proudly for God each and every day in his life. And he wasn't ashamed of who saw it. In fact, he welcomed people to see it, hoping that it would give him opportunities to share his story, right? And it's so important in our lives that we share our stories, you know, MMOS, that's been one of the greatest parts of that for me is every year a witness speaker gets up and shares their story. We all have those stories and we all have those chances and those opportunities to do what Bill did, which was to share his life so well with others and to impact people. 
Like we'll never know the impact of what he's had. You know, we may they may have a funeral where you know today it's restricted, but maybe there's 200 people there. But I guarantee you, what however many people are there are nowhere near the number of people that he's impacted. Sure. You know, and that's what we all have to get to. That's the goal of this of this ministry is to take men because a lot of times I think men see men like that and go, I'll never be that. I could never be that. But you can. Bill would tell you there were times in his life I'm sure that he thought he couldn't be like that. But he never gave up. And he was always searching for that next virtue, that next thing, right? To make me closer to God, to make me a better man. You know, he always used to pray the litany of humility with me. And we're going to do that at the end of the show. I want to honor him with that um, instead of our normal type prayer. Um, he would tell me, he says, I need it, John, and so do you. You know, and that was just kind of the guy he was. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I need it more than you know, you know. But, but he knew himself, like, I want to pray this in my life every day because I don't want to forget my humility. I was on the phone with Father Larry Richards over the weekend. He called me on the way to Atlanta, and I was talking to him about Bill. He knows him, and and um, and we, he was talking about humility and how it just everything has to start with that charity yeah. and that humility. And Bill had both of them, you know. And it's really a guide to where we need to go as men. And I know this show is isn't a regular type show, right? Where we're knocking out points and follow this and do that. And but I just, you know. The, some of the best examples are real life testimonies of people mm-hmm. and how they live their life and how they've affected other people. And I'm hoping that through the show and what you're hearing right now, um, you, you people listening can hear just how much of an impact that he's made on us and, and how much his loss is going to be felt. Um, because you just, there's, there's certain people that, that, right. <laughs> that just make such an impact that, that, uh, that, you know, it's hard to see getting past it, but, you know, Bill was a guy that has embodied everything that we talk about here. And in fact, I'm going to dedicate the show to him today and a lot of the other things we're going to be doing in the hopes that, that what we're doing here, the Lord will shape and and, and make possible uh, and give us the means to be able to do things to that will help make more men like Bill Platt. Right. And you never know the hour that God calls you. Right. So you were saying that before. But yeah, yeah. Sure. No, mm-hmm. you never do. And that's that's the thing. A lot of times we spend our life worrying about when we're going to die instead of worrying about how we're going to live each and every day, mm-hmm. right? Like that hour is, we never know the hour when Christ is going to come back. Many of us won't see that, you know, when he comes down on that cloud, like he said, but uh, when he comes down from heaven, but we are going to see a time where we meet him. You know, it may just be individually because we passed away and we don't know when that's going to come. So we've got to live our lives in a way each and every day that prepares us for that moment, whether we're here when everybody gets to see him or we're when we're going up there on our own. But we have to prepare for that. We have to live that way. And that's why it's so important that we have to move from being just men of goodwill that are just willing to be good and move into people who desire to be great, like Bill Platton, and live that in our life each and every day. So we've only got a couple minutes left here, and I'm not sure how long this litany of humility is going to take. So I want to go ahead and start it uh, and hope that we can get through it before the end of the show here. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, O Jesus. 
From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, O Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world others may increase and I may decrease, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. The, uh, that others may be praised and I go unnoticed, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I might become as holy as I should, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Like I said, that was a prayer that was near and dear to Bill's heart. I even saw on Facebook last night so many people mentioned that prayer in particular, and I know that it was a special time that we shared together on a lot of our phone conversations. And it just, guys, that's a great thing to pray. If you're struggling with pride, if you're struggling with vices, if you're struggling with selfishness, all those things, pray that in your life. You know, there's a lot of us that, like I said, we've settled for being just good. And good is, is better than bad, right? It is. Right. But it's not great. It's not great. And God calls us to be great. And there are people that exist in this world, like Bill Platten, to be a light, to show us that that, that, that is attainable, right? That people aren't born with, with certain, you know, just only um, things that, that belong to them that make them that way. We all have different gifts. But people, Bill Platten was born a man just like you and I, but he chose to care. And he chose to care about others. He, he chose to put the Lord first in his life. And there are going to be thousands of people that miss him for eternity until we get to see him. There's going to be hundreds here locally, I know, that uh, are going to come together here in the next few days and celebrate his life. But I couldn't let this opportunity pass for a guy that's been a mentor in my life. Um, you know, Bill and I had some rough times, too, where we butted heads. He was older, and I had a different way of thinking and, than he did sometimes. But he was also man enough to know that uh, love conquered all and that there's reconciliation and uh, above all he willed the good for me and he did for a lot of other people so bill renee your family we love you uh, everyone here in memphis does uh, the impact your husband has made will stay with us for a long time and we wish the best for you and your family and we pray for you now and always in the father and the son and the holy spirit, holy spirit. amen, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com. <laughs>